My name is Austin, and this is Dungeons and Dracon Beams. Megamorphs. lays a gray tint over the city of Ocean Grove. Most, most of the streets are a barren, uh, almost wasteland. Like, there's nobody on them. The buildings... Ghost yeah, Ghost Town. The, uh, the old buildings haven't been maintained uh, in some time. Like, pretty much any of them. Um, but there's, there's some silos built on the outskirts of town. Uh, and near the ocean. The ocean's changed from its deep navy blue to a metallic ooze until it gets about 50 feet into the sandbar where it mixes back into the navy. Um, and a glow of Kendrona can be seen towards the shore making the gray ooze glow sort of a red and a purple at times. Uh, we see one man in a hooded jacket walking down an empty street alone. He turns down an alleyway, comes to a door, and knocks twice. A small window slides open from the door. Two eyes peer out of the opening. Take your hood off so I can see you. The man puts his hood down, and we see... Uh, a grizzled beaten war uh, I guess soldier what we should call him uh, his hair is cut into a faux hawk and he has a bushy Van Dyke goatee uh, that looks pretty unkempt you know who I am the man says Zepton the man exclaims surprised and then the man kicks in the door, and it goes flying into the uh, guy on the other side. Uh, we see that man enter, and we hear commotion, and we hear screams and things breaking, and then calmly the man walks back out. Uh, walks back down the alleyway, puts his hood up, stuffs something, something in his pocket, turns out of the alleyway. Grant. As you close a cabinet door, the wind from you closing the cabinet door uh, makes this calendar's pages fly up and then land softly back down. And we see that it is uh, the year 2032, um, May 5th to be exact. Uh, and the door to your secret garage opens and Zepton walks in a few hours later. And he says, I got the last ingredient to the anti-morph gas. Only be able to make two batches, but should be enough. Two should be fine. And he walks over and takes the thing out of his pocket and starts mixing it um, at a station off to the right. Uh, and as you, as you all... Uh, kind of complete your plans and and your um, like your preparations in this mission that you're about to do. Uh, Zepton comes over and puts 
two um, like glass canisters that you know you load it load into your uh, wrist bracer and you can use the gas thing with them. But he he puts those two things in front of you and he says, uh, "You want to go over the plan one more time?" Yeah, yeah, I think we should. Um, tell you what, uh, were we able to get any of these into the van itself, or uh, are we just going to have to turn around with these? Uh, the, we have the knockout gas planted in the vans. These are for the anti-morph. You have to get close with these. Cool. All right. I mean, if everything goes according to plan, we'll just be able to hit them with this after they're knocked out in the van. That's fine. All right, so... Got the masks completed. We good on that. Uh, Guess he, that's going to hit us, right? He uh, pats a duffel bag next to him. Perfect. All right. So when we get there, were you, were you able to find out at all where we're going to land? Um, uh, Grant, give me just a... Or Harlow. Harlow. Uh, Okay, uh, he says, if it's based on, and if it's like our timeline, if they haven't used the time matrix yet, it should still be in the same spot where we found it, in the woods. Okay, alright, well, we're gonna hope that that's what happens, but we can't bank on it. All right, well, regardless, first thing we need to go do is, is talk to... He has kind of a moment where he pauses, and his eyes are, like, kind of dead, but he, he looks like he's trying to feel something past them and, and can't really, like, just that kind of hollowed-out look, and he goes, gotta go swing by Ricky's. Get that pearl. Then... Then we find out where they went. We do what we gotta do. Remember, this part's important. I hate it. Can't kill him. Can we hurt him? I'm good with hurting. And you see, this this kind of brings back uh, memories because at first, it just looks like Reese's smile. Because, you know, this is Reese's body standing in front of you. But, as the smile keeps creeping across the face and it gets more sinister uh, that reminds you that this isn't your old friend your old partner <laughs> uh, but he he nods and he says uh, alright I'll keep the I'll, I'll hurt them just enough that they wish that they were dead <laughs> perfect that's exactly what I want okay so everything goes right. We get them in. We get them in a cage. We find out where we need to go. I keep you with them. You do whatever you want as long as they don't die. Smile again. I get what we need, and we get out. If it goes wrong. Well, we're gonna have to put a hurt on them anyways, and scramble for as much as we can because we cannot fail here. We're done if we fail. Yeah. The asshole, one, will kill us. And two, 
If he doesn't, we're just stuck there. Tell you what. If we fail, if we can't find it and our time runs out and we're screwed, then we can kill. Okay. Hmm. That's a little bit more tempting. Don't. I understand the bloodlust. I have it too, Zepton. Don't underestimate him. And Grant kind of shudders. He goes, We're not coming out of this well if we fail. We're just going to have some fun before we get stuck if we do. If we fail, we're in for a world of pain. But we're going to have some fun before we get there. Hmm. Uh, with that, he kind of nods and he he uh, walks over to a van, the van you guys have been putting together. And uh, he pushes the mirror and the mirror folds back. And you see there's like this uh, dowel. Uh, and he says, since we're going to the woods, most likely, uh, I didn't think this van could drive through woods, through thick trees. And he turns the dial, and you see the, the van start to fold up like a transformer almost. And um, it becomes like the size of like a 90s boombox, but you can carry it. So, and he says, so I, I thought we should have this be a little bit more portable. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, just uh, how how heavy is that thing? Uh, he goes to pick it up, and he he can't really pick it up. And then uh, you see his arm start to change, and it goes from oh, go ahead. Uh, it it goes from you know he's got this uh hoodie on that he's been walking around with the hoodie changes with his arm and it turns into a long tentacle and the tentacle reaches in through uh reaches around this uh boom box looking thing and lifts it up easily yeah yeah okay show off all right um other than that man i don't know contingencies what do we got uh we we know that we want to we gotta get him alone. We we hopefully my dumbass is in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, don't have to deal with me because God knows at that time I wasn't reasonable. Um, the girl should uh, be at work. Speaking of people to kill if we fail, anyways, <laughs> girls should be at work. Uh, the rest, I. Maybe they're in the woods. Maybe they're somewhere else. I, I, I don't know. But wherever they are, they should be alone. First thing we should try to do, though, we should find Cameron. That idiot will tell us anything. I want to kick his ass. You go for it when we get there. But you won't be there first. I'll go find Cameron. I'll find out where they are. We'll get them together. Uh... So, first things first, Ricky. Second thing, go to the Pacific Towers, find Cameron. Get that dipshit to tell us what we need to know. If if not, we start... 
I don't know. We find who we can and we hurt until we find out where we need to go. Make them think that you're on their side first. We want information and then we knock them out. We, we're on a tight timetable here. We can't just go around everywhere. Make them think you're still this and he just kind of references the meat suit. You see it get a like a disgusted look. Like, ugh. Yeah, that face isn't going to cut it on that one. <laughs> give me it. Okay, we've talked about this. We, give me your best Reese. Give yeah. me Reese. Don't give me Zept. He takes a deep breath, steps back. He says, uh, guys, maybe we should think about this a little bit more. We don't know exactly what we're going into here. Um, cookies? He pulls a bag of cookies out of his out of his bag Grant, Grant's like eye twitches and his his hand goes to a table like near a drinking meme and he goes oh good <laughs> keep that energy uh, were there friends we I don't know man I every time I try to think of a good reason for us to be back there they're stupid do we need a good reason to come back from the past? The the time stream got fucked up. I don't know. Yeah. We could say that our, our universe is in peril. And the only way <laughs> for us to fix it is to get is to bring the time matrix back so we can stop the evils that be that be. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> The, the, uh, the, uh, what was that dude's name that was giving us a lot of trouble? Oh, the Vizzer. He got the, mm. he got the, he got the time matrix away from us here. Yes. Uh, and we were able to, we were able to swoop in and get it real quick when it was finally out, but to go do anything else with it, we need theirs. Or he sent us back. He sent us through to this time. We had our time matrix. How did we get here, though? He sent us. Vis the Visser. Why would he do that? To get us out of his hair. He's stupid. No, he would kill us. He's got to think, man. He can't. No, he can't. He's... Okay. He sucks. Yeah. He's not good at that. I know. He is stupid. But he didn't send us back because that would make us associated with the Yerks, which mm. we're not. Well. Because you're Reeks. No, he sent us back against our will huh. to keep us out of his hair he has the others captured he uh huh hmm. you know what what if it comes down to it just just say that we're here to help and the time stream is in trouble and we need the time matrix yeah, if right. they press us, make something up that's better than that. All right. But we... They're dumb. It'll be fine. All right. Um, I do have this. And he reaches into his bag again. Pulls out one of those uh, curved-looking gun things. This is a Dracon beam, you know. Uh, it only has one charge. And he hands it to you. Am 
reminds me of when I used to just carry a gun around. Hmm. Well, we've got other stuff to hurt him if we need to. Um, Grant pulls that back out, goes, like, sees it's set to, like, kill shot, and he's like, I'm gonna go ahead and put that to stun. Um, hmm. Uh, all right well let's get the let's get the van working again and uh just make it as a future war as we can we want to say that uh something went wrong in the time stream here and we need their time matrix to make sure our world doesn't fall into uh fall into this chaos we got to make this really look uh look like we lost, which <laughs> I guess we did. <laughs> well, we're not in exactly in a position of power right now. Um, even though we are strong. Um, Grant kind of rubs the back of his head a little bit, which is he does that a lot when he's feeling the gaze upon him, I think. Um, he kind of shakes himself out of it. He's like, okay, all right, let's do this. We've got the gas. We've got, we've both got a couple of morphs up our sleeve. Just ideally we get them in the van. We, we knock them out. We go get them in a cell, probably over at that cabin. Uh, lock them up, tie them up. I'll keep you there. I'll go get the time matrix. You keep them occupied. We come back. We rough them up. We leave. If they if they catch on, and they put up a struggle, we hit them with the anti morphing gas. We knock them out. I still go look. You still go take a, you know, you, you still go take them and, and keep an eye on them. But I've got less to go on, and I have to go ransack everywhere. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a plan. We didn't have long to come up with it, but it should work. My lord isn't exactly forgiving. Hmm. Doesn't. Didn't give me long. Well. I'll, um. And he puts the, the box back down, turns another knob on it, and he says, uh, We have about 20 minutes if you have anything you need to do. I think he he glances at um I think he just pulls out like a wallet that he has uh probably doesn't have a lot in it um I doubt that the things he needs he takes with trade um but there is a really old picture in there um of uh of Ricky and his mom and him and it's like darkened and frayed and it's it's all beat up and he's gonna say what I need now anything I needed was taken a long time ago this is all I got now hmm. alright and as the the van reforms uh, he goes over to a uh, another closet that you guys have opens it up opens up a safe and inside is a round spherical object about the size of, of basketball ish and uh, 
he picks it up, brings it over, puts it in, uh, puts it in like in between the two seats up front in the van, and he sits in the passenger seat. And uh, whenever you join him, he starts doing something to the time matrix, and uh, it starts to glow a, a purplish, uh, like where the runes are and stuff. Purple lights start to to glow. Shit. And it beeps. Sorry. Yeah, and it beeps. <laughs> the Power Rangers theme song. Um, as it's starting to power up, Grant goes, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." Huh. Reese drives. They'll think it's weird. He smiles uh, and switches your sweats. And then goes back to the time matrix, presses a button, and you see uh, the purple glow a little bit brighter. And then a white flash engulfs you, uh, zapped in the van, and just blinds out your your vision. And then everything kind of, uh, the light, seems to pull back into where the the time matrix is and as it does you start to get your vision back and uh, uh basically with another flash it's it's back to uh not glowing anymore and you guys are sitting in this van and as you look out of the uh out of the window <clears throat> you see right next to you a yellow camaro or a yellow uh convertible car sticking halfway into a rock with the other half hanging out um and it's nighttime uh septon looks over at you and he says uh according to the time matrix it's 7 a.m okay let's get to work um he looks over and he's gonna go i knew he might but i hoped we wouldn't end up in the woods um all right, let's walk through the trees, I guess, and get back to the road and get down to Ricky's. Uh, he turns the knob on the uh, van, and it turns back into the box, and he morphs his tentacle and picks it up. He says, uh, all right, and he'll start to walk with you, and he'll say, do you want to g- maybe go up and get a lay of the land? Good idea. Um, Grant will go Golden Eagle. Okay, so we haven't heard what future Grant looks like yet. So, if you want to go ahead and describe your character, and then go into your morph if you want. Um, I think that uh, future Grant has a... Um, so, he looks pretty uh, similar to what he did, just aged up 10 years. His eyes are a lot more like sunken and hollow. He does not... Uh, he was always kind of a skinny dude, but he he looks sunken. He does not look like he eats enough. Um, kind of sallow-skinned. He doesn't take care of himself very well. I also think that along the side of his face, he has a knotted white scar that should not be able to be there mm-hmm. because of the fact that when he morphs, scars go away but one time his master was displeased with him and he made sure it did not go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he just, he is his once boisterous personality, like you could see defiance in his face. It's just sunken. 
is just hollow. Uh, he he just kind of has a bit of a snarl, and that's it. Um, and he uh, morphs into a uh, golden eagle. Right. Uh, as you kind of take off and get up into the air, if you want to roll me a perception check, is your golden eagle? Oh, dice. Mm -hmm. um, does my golden eagle have anything extra to perception? Let's find out. It does. That is a 19. Uh, with a 19, you kind of take a take a quick lap, uh, kind of see what you see, and as you look around, you do um, notice a white wolf running through uh, the forest, and behind it you see about four gray wolves, you know, just keeping up with it. And, um, yeah, they're just running through the woods doing who knows what. Uh, maybe hunting. Maybe, I don't know. You don't know. You just see them running. Uh, you also see um, a snake kind of come from um, underneath some, like, grass and stuff, and it strikes this uh, chipmunk that was running past takes it back starts to eat it uh, and then off in the distance you see an owl uh, that was kind of circling overhead and then it drops down into the uh, into a clearing and uh, you remember back in the day this is around where the um, where the cabin was the cabin's hard to find though um, even if you know where it is but you know that this is the area. I make a mental note of that for later, just in case I need to come back here. <laughs> or for when I need to come back here, because the plan is to lock them up there, because I remember the cells. Uh, yeah. So that's what you see. Uh, a pack of wolves, I... snake, great horned owl. All right. Um, Grant's going to just kind of think of looking towards the wolves he's going to be like okay that's interesting um but uh he's just gonna thought speak to Zept and he's gonna be like okay I, can I see the road can I see where the mm -hmm. road is okay like okay the road is uh northeast a little bit um just just uh you know a few hundred feet or so uh I don't know I can't tell directions um and uh it's we're we're right about where the cabin is, so let's let's try and remember where we are. Maybe maybe put a marker on the road or something so that we know where we're driving back to. Because time is of the essence. But this is where we're going when we uh when we find him. Uh, if you kind of track Zeptin as he moves, once he gets to the uh road, uh, his other arm turns into another one of those tentacles, and he wraps it around a tree and just. Uh, knocks it down into the middle of the road. So. <laughs> he smiles. Uh, and then he puts the van down, or he puts the van box down and undoes it so it turns back into a post-apocalyptic looking jelly bean. Um, <laughs> Grant, 
Grant's kind of going to admire their handiwork and also say, stupid piece of shit, Gore. <laughs> Let's go. Takes off. Uh, starts driving into town, and in about two hours, two and a half hours later, you guys are uh, in Ocean Grove proper. Go to Ricky's first. Takes a turn. and uh, You know that Zeton doesn't know how to get to... Doesn't know how to get to Ricky's, but he seems to tap into his body's brain and find the way. When I, I pay attention to him, when I notice that he's a little bit lost, I'm like, left, mm. right, go 100 feet, whatever. Makes you know, sense, makes sense. And, uh... Grant's also going to say, how does that feel, by the way, trying to hit those memories? Uh, you know when you, you can think of, you have a memory and it, the name or something of something is on the tip of your tongue and you just can't get it? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it's like. Gotcha. You know it's there, you know it's in your, in here somewhere. Just, you have trouble bringing it up sometimes. Is he ever afraid? <laughs> he doesn't feel anything anymore. That's a shame. All right, let's go. Uh, yeah, it keeps moving, and in about ten more minutes, you guys get to basically uh, you're like a block away from Ricky's, but on his street. And he says, "Do you want me to pull to the front? Go around back." front and drop me off go uh go start cruising just go to the uh as much as you can try and go to the old haunts the old houses see if you can scout out anyone just make yourself scarce don't don't confront anyone but see if you can see anything come uh he he says i'll just i'll just morph and meet you at uh pacific towers in hour and a half he nods uh and pulls off as he drops you off in front of Ricky's. Uh, you see this um, this nice, sleek-looking building. It's you know, it's not too fancy, but it looks like a nice building. And uh, like all the front windows are all glass. Uh, the roof is like a a uh, like a vibrant blue. And then like there's the Cinnabon, the Ricky's Bunza Bakery. Bunza Bakery. I always say Bunza because remember we talked about that. I know I it's not supposed to be Bunza, but I just say it. Yeah. That's, Bunza. Bunza. Z. Uh, yeah, and that that logo's on the top of it, and uh, it looks just like you remember it. Grant is going to look both ways on the street, and um, now uh, I don't have an idea of who or what this should look like. Yeah, I'll just have some random human from uh, that I met in more recent years. Someone that I don't think Ricky would know. Uh, yeah, you get to the door. Now, I will say this. It's um, it was seven when you guys got here. It took about two and a half hours, so it's about nine thirty now. So uh, Ricky's oh, he opens at nine. So actually, he should probably open earlier for a breakfast place than you think. 
839, something like that. Yeah. We'll, we'll just say eight straight. Walk. Yeah, eight's a good, eight's a good time. Uh, but yeah, you you walk in there and the the bell rings. Uh, it's there's a nice amount of people in here right now that uh, you know just enjoying some cinnabons. And uh, behind the counter, uh, you see Ricky, and he he kind of smiles as he turns around, throws a towel over his shoulder, and he says, "Oh, hey, uh, how can I help you?" Can I get a um... <coughs> hi? Could I get a could I get a cinnamon roll, please? Oh, yeah, it's our specialty here. Uh, is this your first time? And he turns around as he's doing it, starts getting one of the ones that's on these shelves ready for you. He's gonna say, "Oh, it's uh, it's my. It feels like my first time. I, th I think I I was here at some point, but um, it feels it feels familiar. You know what I mean?" He smiles and he says, uh, "Good. That's the way I like the, my restaurants to be." Uh, they feel like you've been here before, even if you haven't. And if you have, they make you want to come back. Uh, been a long time. And he sets the cinnamon roll in front of you and says, It's been a long time since you've been here? Um, remind me, Corey, how long Ricky's has been open. Uh, Ricky's has been open. Like, you're, I would say he opened it when you were 12-ish, maybe. Okay. Like, uh... And yeah, uh, Grant's gonna say, "Oh, I I think the first time I came here was uh, I was passing through Ocean Grove and came by near your opening uh, near your opening weekend. It was uh, it was that stretch of time. I don't know if it was the actual opening weekend, but all the all the posters were still up hmm. uh, talking about your grand opening, and uh, it was one of the best cinnamon rolls I've ever had. <laughs> and that's why you're back here, I guess, and you." Is this your first, I guess your first time back, huh? Since Yeah, yeah, it's my first time back. Well, you know what? This one's on the house. We love, I'm, I'm, there's uh, something to be said for somebody coming back after all those years. I don't, I don't know, I think this, maybe it's some kind of sign, who knows? But this one's on me. Grant's face kind of falls a little bit, he's gonna say. Yo, <laughs> he's gonna slap the smile back on, he's gonna say, um. You're kinder than anyone deserves. Uh, he smiles and he says, uh, I wasn't always like this, but I've learned that everyone deserves a little bit of kindness. And when he says that, in your head, uh, wild, un, uh, unintelligible sounds like you can't understand any of the noise that's in your head it's just very very loud and you see flames and you see an eye and you see Ricky looking up at you as uh, <laughs> his face bloody and then flashes back in the back in the, uh, in the uh, baker um, Grant's gonna say Some people don't. Just be... Just be careful. And he... It's gonna nod and he's gonna say thanks. So, uh, hey, where's your, uh... Where's your bathroom? Uh, is the bathroom near Ricky's office? 
Uh, well, yeah, we'll say it is just for convenience. We'll say, uh, yeah, right back there to the to the left. He's gonna say, "Good seeing you're still around here. Take care of yourself and, and watch." Watch out, I hear it's a dangerous business in the bakery world. Real cutthroat. <laughs> oh, I've seen way worse than this, but um, I will take your advice. And please, don't let it be so long before you come back. He's kind of just going to nod sadly and go on towards the office. And uh, I, I am going to do my darndest to watch out for everyone coming by, everyone not paying attention, and I'm going to try to break into that office quietly. The door's locked. I have locks. <laughs> yep. Uh, if you want to try to make a lockpick roll. Alright. Is it a stealth roll or just lockpicking? Uh, lockpicking. Uh, because nobody's paying attention to you right now. Uh, if you get caught, we'll see how stealthy you are. Alright, so you're, um, you put your lockpicks in, start to jimmy this lock, and you hear, and the door cracks open. Uh, you look over your shoulder, and it looks like Ricky's about to come around the corner, but then you hear, Hey, Ricky, can I get another gentleman roll? And he turns around and goes back to the counter for a second. Grant's going to get in there. He's going to um, try to... He's going to go right over to the safe. And he's going to... Um, I can't, You can't lockpick a safe. <laughs> I don't think so. You do have Drake on me. <laughs> I was going to say that, but like... Wait. Hold on. I have thieves tools. I don't just have lockpicks because I'm a criminal now. So uh, I should be able to, um, I don't know, stethoscope some kind of thing and be able to try and, and pick you, this. Uh, I'll say with your thief stores, you can try it. Uh, it's going to be a hard DC, but not uh, not impassable by any means. Okay. I'm uh, going to try that first. So Grant is going to try his, his old bread and butter, what used to get him through the day. That's a 22. Uh, that is enough. Uh you put your stethoscope or whatever. You have some kind of futuristic hearing thing that you mm -hmm. put up to it. Uh, move the combination and click, and the safe opens. Um, inside the safe, there is stacks of money, two guns, um, some paperwork that's probably like you know uh, the deed to the building to the. Um, and then there's another lockbox in there. Uh, go ahead and just for time's sake, you know you can get this box open if you have enough time. But since you're doing it quick, go ahead and give me another thieves tool or lockpicks, either one. Gonna be the same roll. Thirteen. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it clicks open easily enough. You you've picked three locks within one minute, perfectly, and. Uh, yeah, inside, there's some jewelry. Diamonds. Uh, you do see a necklace of pearls. Not just one. I grabbed the whole necklace. You got it, dude. I'd rather not take his 
boss isn't the forgiving sort. Make sure I get the right thing. You got it. All right. Uh, I'm going to duck out the back as much as I can. Well, uh, so as you're coming out of Ricky's office, Ricky uh, is walking past towards the bathroom, and you guys meet face to face as you come out of his office. Uh, can I help you with something? Uh, hands in pockets, he's gonna be like, Oh, yeah, he's gonna say, I'm so sorry, I must have hit the wrong door. Thinks for a second. Deception. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so this isn't an opposed role, this is just for him to see if he realizes something. And he says to you, uh, I, I had that door locked I'm very sorry sir you should call a locksmith because that door was not locked that, that'll be your deception check <laughs> um, he only has a plus 3 to his insight though so let's see didn't you tell me last time he gets advantage on it though oh yeah he said he gets advantage yeah. on it insight so this, this puts us both on an even playing field I got a 22. Ah. I got to be more careful. Uh, I need to get this lock fixed. Hey, have a good one. You too. And he's just going to go out that door as, as Ricky's going before Ricky notices shit in his office has been fucked with. Mm -hmm. And uh, as soon as he gets out, um, Grant will... Uh, I think Grant knows these alleys and stuff like the back of his hand. He'll make sure that he's out of the way. And as he's ducking around corners and stuff, he'll uh, he'll morph back to himself. Yeah, and I'll just start. Um, do I have a pouch or anything that I can tie around my neck and put these on before morphing into a bird to make sure I keep these pearls, or am I walking? Um, I'll just go How ahead. How far and away is Pacific Towers? Pacific Towers, I don't think it's too far away. Maybe like a 30-minute walk or something. But at the same time... Uh, you can pre have prepared, like, sure. you can't take your clothes, but you can take things. I think just walk. Okay. I think, I think he factored the walking in here. Uh, so 30 minutes later, you, uh, start to walk up to where Pacific Tower is. You notice, uh, Zeptin and, and like he made it basically when you made yourself known, he brings the van out and kind of is where you can see him, uh. And as you kind of meet back up with him, he'll say, uh, you know, a lot of movement. Uh, the last few, the last little while I've been here, people taking boxes in and out. I think somebody's moving. Hmm. Okay. Um, well. Guess I hope for their sake they stay out of our way. Mm-hmm. Uh. Come on, let's go. Let's go see if we see any uh, sign of Cameron. He parks the van and gets out with you, and you guys walk into the lobby of Pacific Towers. Um, uh, is there anyone at the the door or anything? Uh, there's like a, a receptionist that's at the like. There's a desk there. Yeah, and somebody opens the door for you as you walk in. Uh, Grant's just gonna start walking towards where the maintenance room is, where, uh, 
where Cameron would be sleeping and just kind of nod respectfully to the receptionist like he should be there. Uh, she kind of nods back and goes back to looking at her computer. Um, and yeah, you guys make it to the maintenance room, make it to where uh, Cameron would normally sleep, and he's not in there. Couldn't be easy, huh? All right. Look around, check lockers, make sure we can't see anything. Um, I doubt they gave it to this dipshit, but if they did, he'd just put it in a locker or something, so look around. The dumb one. Yeah. Yeah, and he starts looking around. Uh, If you're checking out this room, you can give me an investigation check. It's a 10. Uh, with a ten, you don't you don't find the time matrix or anything. Uh, but oh. <laughs> you do find uh, one of Cameron's notebooks, and uh, like as you're like moving things around, this notebook drops and it opens up, and you see a folded note inside it uh, that says to Cameron from Rena. Grant racks his brain. He goes. That's it. He opens the note. Uh, without going into exactly what the note says, uh, Rena is is saying things like, uh, "What happened to you at the at the party?" Uh, I know notes are classic, but you're worth it. Ha ha he he. Just things like that. She's flirting with Cameron. Grant Grant's gonna say, look at it, and you're gonna say, "They're both." idiots and he's gonna tear it up he's gonna kind of throw it into pieces across the room and he's gonna say all right i don't you see anything no let's go this, to her apartment raises up a jock strap and throws it ew this guy keeps I, this room messy and this is not even his room i you're right listen i know there's nothing going on up there in your meat suit don't touch those Gross. What are they used for? They they hold up the... They keep the reproductive organs of humans contained while doing physical activities for sport. For sport. Uh, yeah, you know how you, like, soldiers have to exercise for, for war? Mm-hmm. Humans do it just because, because they're bored. Humans are idiots. Yeah, I. We are. Yeah, let's go. And uh, <laughs> gonna say, all right, let's go up to the queen of idiots. Let's go find out if it's in her room. All right. So as you're uh, going, you go up the elevator, and as you're like going into, so Savannah's elevator goes directly into her apartment. Uh, I don't know if Grant would know that. Well, maybe future Grant. No way. Might. Maybe future Grant. I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, but, I don't get the impression that future Grant and Hurd's relationship went very well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I will say you see moving people coming out, but as you go into that elevator that goes up into her apartment, you get there because you do like, normally you need a key, but because there's they're moving, they have stuff going on where they don't need a key, so people can go in and out. Uh, so you take the elevator up, and as the door opens, you hear commotion you hear um 
a woman shouting orders to people. Uh, you see, like, as you gaze in to the kitchen, you see a man just uh, sitting at, like, this countertop in the kitchen. He's he's writing, and you see just mover guys uh, taking boxes and moving them all around, taking them out. Um, What are these movers wearing? Do they have a uniform, or are they just in their civ clothes? Uh, yeah, we'll say they, they wear... Um, khakis and uh green shirts with like white trim and little uh like those like shower caps almost but on their shoes so they don't get stuff all over the carpet (laughs) grant's gonna say did does anyone see them yet like at uh, this elevator at the moment you're in the elevator the door's just open nobody seems to be paying attention to you okay grant's gonna say he's gonna press the button to the elevator make it go back down right, you so you press the button and you're waiting for those doors to close and you hear the sound of running along a tiled floor and you see possum uh, show his face, his tongue out, and he jumps into the elevator as the doors close, and he's going down with you. He looks over at you, looks over at Reese, pants again, and then like jumps up on you with his paws like on your on your chest, kind of. Um, Grant is gonna like he's just kind of taken aback. He's like. He scratches Possum behind the ears and he looks at, at Zeptin and he says this one we don't hurt. Uh, Possum looks over to Zeptin and uh, takes a second and then uh, Zeptin kind of looks at him. Well, Grant, Grant's going to say alright. So what I was going to say mm-hmm is we go and we ambush one of these guys, take their uniform, and morph them. Now, you go do that. I'm gonna go return this dog and pretend like I'm supposed to be there. Whichever one of us can, go search the girl's room, see if you can find the thing. Uh, And as the door gets back to the bottom, it opens. You see that sinister grin go across his face? He leaves. Okay. Uh... You know what? I got to lean into character here. Um, Grant's going to say, oh, Zeptin. We were told nothing about these people. Do what you want. uh, As the doors are closing, you see him put a hand on one of these guys that's down here. And he says, "Uh, hey, can I have you you help me get this uh, box moved over here real quick? I got uh, no problem. They walk off. Feel like my karma point just dropped. Um, <laughs> uh, Grant's gonna hit the button again to bring Possum back up. You get to the top. Uh, he's Grant's gonna say, "Oh, hey, hey, uh, so sorry, uh, ma'am." Yeah. Do you, yes. Do you, you live here. I do. Well, how can I, I help you? I'm so sorry. I was just I was trying to get up to the different floor to see my friend. I. 
accidentally went up here as I was closing the doors, you know, panicked, <laughs> was in someone's house I didn't mean to be, panicked, yeah, tried to get out of here. Dog jumped in here. Damnedest thing. Just oh. returning him. Oh, that's funny. And she kind of looks over her shoulder at the guy that's sitting at the counter, and he's not paying attention. She's still writing. He's going to say, or she's going to say, uh, well, he seems to kind of like you. Because Possum's still kind of at your heels, kind of, and sniffing you. Uh, Grant's just going to scratch the back of his head, and he's going to go, ha, way, way with animals, I guess. <laughs> uh, we are thinking about letting this one find a new owner, if you... <laughs> If you're interested, she kind of smiles, and then she looks over. No, 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 not the glass. Put the glass with the other glasses. Put the medals with the medals. Awesome. Um, Grant's going to say, um, hey, you know what? That's not a, that's not a bad idea. I could, uh, yeah, I could use a new dog. What, uh, did, did you need anything for him? You didn't, did you have any, uh, did you have, like, a collar for him, a leash, anything you needed for me to, to adopt uh, him? What, what are you looking at here? Yeah, it's all over here. Uh, and she kind of takes you over to a, there's, possum stuff is all packed up, uh, over by where his leash sits and stuff. But as she takes you over there, the man... Uh, that's at the at the counter kind of looks over and he kind of stands up and he says oh hey and he puts his hand out to you uh, hi Benjamin. I, uh, I'm uh, Bart and uh, hey Bart uh, I guess she's talking to you about taking possum huh yeah it sounds like I was just trying to return him up here because he jumped in the elevator with me but it sounds like you guys are trying to rehome him. What's what's going on? And uh, the woman says, "Yes, yes. Uh, you, you seem like a, a great guy, and we and we want Possum to have a nice home." And then the man looks at her and he says, "Denise, this is not what we talked about." And he looks back at you. Uh, I'm sorry, Bart, but we we can't let this dog go until my daughter gets back and and you know says her goodbyes. If you want. You can come back and, um, you know, talk to her about it after maybe if she's cool with it. You take him today. If not, wait until uh, she leaves and you can take him then. She'll, she'll be home around one today. All right. That sounds that sounds great. I'll do that. Um, in the uh, in the meantime, you guys did you guys need help here? I, I noticed um Looks like some of these guys are pretty incompetent. I noticed. Uh, I noticed you were you were fussing over some of your stuff. Do you need help with anything in here? Uh, that would be a ma- and uh, well, actually, uh, the man says no, no. We've already paid the and then Denise interrupts him, or the woman interrupts him and says no, no. The more hands, the better. Yes, please. Uh, down the hall, the bathroom still needs to be packed up. Take any of those boxes down, and and we'll make sure you get lunch. Perfect. That sounds great. Um, and uh, Grant is going to do that as much as he can and uh, try and, um, as soon as they're not looking, slip into Savannah's room. Okay. Uh, give me a stealth check. Yep. Thought you were going to let me take possum. 
<laughs> I mean, twenty-two. You you can still try to take possum. Uh, oh, yeah. Grant was just being sadistic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with a twenty-two, bro. Um, easily, you you open the uh, bathroom door and Savannah's door that's right across the room at the same time, and manage to. Uh, swing the bathroom door, go into Savannah's room, and make them shut at the exact same time so people don't didn't hear you open her door and think you went into the other. Uh, yeah, and you're in Savannah's room. There's a a window straight across from you. Her bed to the left, vanities to the right, closets, uh, dressers, all of her stuffs in here. Okay, uh, Grant's gonna start rifling through shit and literally no care at all. Um, he's not going to break anything that's going to shatter necessarily because there are other people in here who might hear but like throwing her stuff around probably slides a mattress off and flips it Um, you know just Hmm. trashing this place as he's looking for stuff give me an investigation check okay hopefully this one's better that's a natural 20 that is a natural 20 um, what I'm looking for materializes. It wasn't here, but now it is. <laughs> so you you have a certain item you're looking for, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for the time matrix. You don't find the time matrix at all here. Cool. Uh, what you do find is uh, a picture of Savannah and a uh, blonde-headed girl. Um and they're they're just together with the you know their cheeks kind of touching, smiling. Just a picture, and it and this picture is like hidden away deep in like a drawer, like it 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 wasn't just out where anybody could see it. Uh, but yeah, other than that, you don't you don't find any any time matrix or anything of note. Where the hell is it? Where the hell are they? He's going to tear that picture, kind of throw the pieces, because fuck, I, he doesn't care. Um, and uh, he's going to slap his smile back on, uh, peek the, the door out and make sure he's coming back and making it look like he came out of the bathroom. As you uh, as you are coming out, uh, one of the workers comes up from behind you and puts a hand on your shoulder as you're closing the door. Um, Grant's going to grab his wrist and and look around. Uh, as you like, grab his wrist and you kind of pull it back. He smiles at you. This guy's bald, uh, kind of chubby. He smiles and he says, "Uh, find what you were looking for." No, I didn't find shit. Get out. Let's go. starts moving towards the uh the elevator mm-hmm. uh when you get into the elevator as it's as it's going down uh the man that's with you his face starts to bubble and change and uh hair a van dyke uh, goatee grows out of his face and eventually he becomes reese aka zeptin yep uh 
Did anyone see us leaving? Uh, I mean, yeah, people saw you leaving, and, like, Denise, thanks, come back for lunch, you know, things like that. Grant's gonna say, oh, yeah, I mm. will. And then Smile just gone as soon as he's going, and he's kind of sneering as he's going into the elevator. He's gonna say, where next? Uh, so, as you get to the bottom, Zepton will say, uh, well, we can try the next closest house since we don't have really have any leads. And as you guys step out of the elevator, uh, the elevator sits in the main lobby. Uh, so, like, you have the, the receptionist over to the left. The elevator straight in front of you. Like, if you're coming in the, the door to the south, the elevator straight north. To the left of the door is the hallway that still goes north that leads to the maintenance area. So, you guys come out of the elevator... And then from behind, uh, Grant, I'm gonna you're you're holding a box, you know, just to keep up appearances yeah. that you're moving stuff out. Uh, something hits you in the shoulder, and you drop the box, and you almost fall over, but you manage to get down to the ground enough to catch your hand. Um, somebody else's hand kind of reaches under your arm and kind of lifts you up. Um, but as they lift it up, they're running off towards the outside door, and their hair swings around. You see Cameron, and he says, uh, "Sorry about that." And he just keeps moving um, and goes out the door. Grant's going to smile wide and he's going to say, oh, no problem at all. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's just going to say, follow the idiot. Let's go. Yeah, you guys uh, go out. Uh, you don't see Cameron, but a couple of seconds or a couple of minutes later, you do see a... Um, I think it was an osprey. Yeah, I think it was an osprey. You see an osprey flying off in the air. All right. Um, Grant's going to say, follow the bird and uh, get in the car. Okay. And you guys uh, start to do what you can to follow this bird. Um, give me a perception check. Fifteen. Fifteen. You uh, you managed to follow him all the way out of the city. Like, you can keep your eyes on him and, and get there. He's heading towards where the cabin was. Cool. Um, Grant's so, going to mention that. He's going to be like, he's going towards Oscars. I guess that's where we'll be then. I guess so. Uh, and you, he takes the turn he needs to go to start taking the... Um,